This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today, the Biden administration restarts Trump's border wall. I can't imagine why. The CDC coordinated with big tech, apparently, to censor vaccine misinformation and san francisco declares an emergency over uh, monkeypox. oh the jokes that will be made here we've got all of that and more coming up and it all starts right now Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Blaze TV contributor Alex Stein, host of The Conspiracy Castle, which you all should be subscribed to. The dab is like way out, Alex. I'm bringing it back. Primetime 99 is bringing the dab back. It's not just for your buffalo wings dabbing and ranch. We dab here in the News and Why It Matters. (laughs) Also joined by host of Slightly Offensive, Blaze TV host uh, of Slightly Offensive, Elijah Schaefer. Yeah, well, I was going to say, it's so good, of course, course, in a typical Sarah fashion, she points out, you didn't write me back uh, today when I wrote you. But unfortunately for uh, myself, my home ex skills are apparently poor because I woke up to a large, probably like nine by 16 frame above my bed, crashing onto my head. And my wife just going, what was that? And I just have a picture on my face. I, I know who it was. a frame on my head. Elijah, it was Brendan Straka, uh, you know, revealed. Oh, no. Did you see that, Sarah? We had to talk about the elephant in the room. Do we? Elijah was was... Outed by Brandon Strzokka, his but one of his good friends. I just I can't believe. Wait, that. did he really? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna find out. I'm gonna I'm gonna get on a call with him. I'm gonna see what happened because people are saying that like journalists are saying that people are writing things and it's like coming out on some documents that people that are there was information things. given out. But I don't. I I always want to confirm directly with the source. So I'm gonna give him a call and see what what happened. Well, I'm sure he appreciates you bringing snitches that up on, on live. Snitches get stitches, Sarah. Television. This is what we <laughs> say. That's how we bring it. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is public That's knowledge. Great. This is public awesome. knowledge. We oh, have to yeah, talk me? about this. I mean, no, like, do, we do you don't, It's actually. like, do you want to know the color of my butt? <laughs> well. So anyway, moving right along. Uh, during a press conference yesterday, Peter Ducey grilled the, I mean, the lovely Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, who obviously is amazing at her job because we know affirmative action works really well. And she's she's so amazing because of her sexuality. Yeah. That's really what well, it is. Well, that's what qualifies her to do the job. Because she, she's immune to monkeypox. And that's why I trust her, because she's a lesbian, and it, we all know that monkeypox, we don't know where it comes from, but we know who it doesn't affect. Well, we have that's to stop calling it monkeypox, because my biological father gave it a new name. It's called Schlong COVID, all right? We do not... Tucker named it Schlong COVID. We do not call it monkeypox because that is racist and Schlong COVID is inclusive. So that's the new name. Okay, all right. Uh, it's a fire it's a episode. Friday. All right. It's a Friday. <laughs> all Even right. Even pants or where the posture was on your face. I, listen, I we're K- getting. KJP, though. We're getting to monkeypox later. <laughs> He's on one today. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, I'm fired up. I'm fired up today. Uh, sorry, excuse me. I'll calm down. 
No, don't calm down. I don't know Please why don't. I'm, I, I just talk and they just, they just talk over me. <laughs> I don't know why I'm even here. <laughs> White uh, men. Corinne <sighs> Jean-Pierre uh, was talking, Peter Ducey was grilling Corinne Jean-Pierre about Mayor Bowser. We've covered this on the program before. Mayor Bowser uh, requesting the National Guard to help with the influx of migrants from Texas and Arizona. It's really interesting, you guys, because uh, a few a few brown illegals show up uh, in D.C. and Mayor Bowser's like, oh, <laughs> We don't want them here. We can't handle them. Uh, just send them back to Texas where there are millions and millions of them coming over the border. They can handle it. We don't want that kind here. Uh, here's what Karine Jean-Pierre had to say about that. We have been in regular touch with Mayor Bowser and her team. Uh, and I said this before, I said this last week about Republicans using migrants uh, as a political tool, uh, and that is shameful and that is just wrong. So the White House's preference would be for small towns in Texas and Arizona to have to take care of these migrants rather than a large metropolitan city. That is city not what like I said. Washington, that is not what I said. That is what that, you said. No, that's not. You said that I said are that there migrants. is. Yeah, they are. They're sending migrants to big cities on purpose, so using them as a political I just there's laid a, it out. There's, there's a, process a process and they come to a big city and now that, that the is, mayor says she needs the National Guard. That's so, because that's mm-hmm. because Republicans are using they're oh. using migrants happening. Does any of this just make the president want to say this is causing a lot of burdens on small cities, big cities, maybe I should just close the border. What I'm saying is what Republicans are doing is wrong and there's mm. a process in place and we should follow the process. There's a legal process in place. Oh. Wait, there's a process in place and we should follow the process, kind of like the law that Mm. says that uh, we have a border for a reason and we should enforce it. But not that process, Mm. I guess. Not that process. These liberal cities, they're already liberal, so they don't need that. They don't need the migrants. That's why they want them in Texas. I mean, that's the elephant in the room. So that will turn blue. I mean, you know, D.C. and New York and the East Coast is already blown up. Which, by the way, they would call, uh, what is it, the white replacement theory. And they did all this this hit piece on your biological father, Tucker Tucker Carlson. Um, But it's like. No, they're literally letting illegal immigrants vote in local elections in yeah. New York. Like, this is actually happening. It isn't a conspiracy theory. It's no. happening. And these same people that, you know, say voter ID is, you know, racist yes. are the same ones that want you to have a vaccine mandate in order to eat a hot dog at 7-Eleven. So go figure. Yeah. But it is racist. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> as, as the D.C. mayor would point out, you know, they need a National Guard because... You can't, the police check IDs and uh, people of color, you know, brown people, black people can't get IDs. And so you have to leave it up to who? To the military. You know, that's that's what you're saying. We got got to take care of these wild, uh, these wild, unidentified uh, brown and black people that are coming from Haiti and and Mexico and El Salvador. And to me, it sounds a little bit racist. But of course, you know, in D.C., just to be fair, they don't quite have their crap together, and I would be a little bit afraid to. They're barely handling their city as it is, so I completely understand. Like when you go there, you feel like you're in the middle of Hunger Games. Like you just like you men do. in dresses, and you have homeless people screaming and like in windows. They're shutting down businesses everywhere because they can't keep the crime off the streets. And I mean, like, so it's like you already feel like you're in a dystopian nightmare. And so I understand throwing a few more, you know illegals out there might cause a few issues. Well, well, but take, they're the ones who want open borders. They're the ones who want them here. So they can have them. Yeah, take them, please. And I, and I agree, but that's it's funny you bring that because I'm not a DC expert. Why are you expert. holding a Sharpie? Oh, because uh, I'm just nervous. What I'm saying is, so this is what I was <laughs> just... my legs. I, I was just in, today, and it always yeah. makes them a little shaky. I was just in DC with my girlfriend AOC, my future bride. We're actually having yeah. an announcement coming in the near future. But neither here nor there. What I'm saying is, right next to Pennsylvania Avenue, right outside of the White House, this is a serious thing. There was a tent city. There was literally 
literally mm-hmm. the park right outside. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, wait, the, why you can literally see the White House from where the tent city was? And I'm like, how is this? This doesn't even make sense. I mean, it's a really bad problem. Like, we're not speaking hyperbolically and metaphorically. There is a homeless problem in D.C. next to the White House, which in, in a... Uh, Seems like that would be a security. One of the only cities where the crazy people in the tents still think better than the politicians in the nice buildings. And that's what's even crazier about it. Yeah. It's like the tent people are literally the smartest people in the town. So, I mean, props to them. <laughs> well, yeah. I want to... Um, so on the topic of border and border security, you know, throughout the presidential campaign, Joe Biden uh, kept claiming that he said not another foot of the border wall would be built on his watch. But uh, just yesterday, the Biden administration approved a plan to complete a section of the border over in Yuma, Arizona. Uh, So it's going to fill four major gaps in the wall that continue to allow Yuma to be one of the the busiest corridors uh, for these illegal immigrants. We've seen our friend over at The Daily Caller, Jorge Ventura, cover this. Uh, We've seen, I believe, that was one of the places that uh, Savannah Hernandez, um, who's doing great work as well, where she has gone. Um, And it's it's kind of a big problem, but it's just so interesting to me that they... Joe Biden keeps, you know, he he basically ran on, I'm going to undo all of the things that Trump did for better or worse. And he did. And we're seeing how that's playing out in our society. And so now he quietly, he can't say like, hey, actually, securing the border was probably a good thing and maybe we should do it because he'll upset all of the radicals. So instead, he has to go in in secret and start uh, secretly and quietly rebuilding this border wall because, of course, they know that this is not a... You can't continue to allow these immigrants to pour in and think that your society is not going to completely crumble. And don't forget our GDP will be raised. You know, we'll be out of a recession because we're spending American money on American (laughs) products by building a wall. So Joe Biden is the smartest, best 81 million voted on president in the world. Thank you, Joe. I love you. Yeah, I was going to say the gaps in the wall are like almost as big as Amy Schumer, which is a problem. (laughs) And it's true. And I mean, they're like as they're like. That's true. The, Wait, the border, you the know, Amy Schumer had to start on what? Fox News. Did you Did know she? that? Yeah, on, on Red Eye. Sorry. Oh. I, I, yeah, I can't believe that. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I understand. She probably does have yeah, some pink eyes. She's, she's a dirty <laughs> girl, but... But I will say, yeah, it's just like, it, it's open so wide, right? I feel like I'm seeing like a Kardashian's legs spread open. It's just like, I'm absolutely mortified when I've gone down there and I've seen what's happening. I want to give shout out, like you said, to Savannah Hernandez, to Jorge, to Taylor Hansen, yeah, to, Taylor as well. to, uh, to those that are down there, Julio Rosas mm-hmm. and even um, uh, Malusian, uh, who, who've been down there and just really El showcasing. Chapo. Yeah, like El Chapo's been pretty good. Um, <laughs> well, I don't even know what they're called, Snow Cartel. Trust me, I'll get you your money soon. All right. No, but I was going to say, like, I, I just, these, these journalists have done such a good job showcasing consistently how it's not like there's like a caravan that comes up and we have a bad day. This is not just like yeah. a, a bad Tuesday. Yeah. It's that they can go down there. This is the most insane thing that they can go down there. Little Savannah Hernandez mm-hmm. and like cross the, the river with, <laughs> with these people them. while like, yeah, with the people and walk across and showcase this. But like day after day to where eventually like I got to get back home and change my clothes because this isn't going to stop. Yeah. And so it's like, well, if you're not going to try to stop it, at least with a wall, like I don't know where this leads. I've been wondering that. I'm like, where are all these illegals? Because there's millions coming in every year. I think it was like a million, right? Yeah, yeah. it's more than a million now because it's hundreds, hundreds of thousands a month is what they're at now. So it'd be more. Where, than a million where are they? Like I, I, I'm just like. They're also not all, like, people think it's just all Mexicans. They're not all from Mexico. They're coming from really, yeah, like, really dangerous places. South America, They don't love us. 
So well, uh, maybe the, something, maybe a reason to vet people before you just let them into your country. And this is the problem is people know if they get detained by ICE and then they get, you know, deported, even if they have a serious crime, they can just come right back here and they don't have to serve the time. Yet if you and if us three committed a crime, we'd have to serve that time. Mm -hmm. We wouldn't be able to get deported. So that's why it's also rigged against us. You know, they don't have to f follow the same criminal justice system as us. So I, <laughs> I love this. I love this money. story, too. Uh, apparently... Mexico City residents are being, uh, they're very upset by an influx of Americans speaking English and gentrifying their area. So uh, there's an influx of Californians and other Americans who are making their way to Mexico City. That's when you know, by the way, that things are going really great in America. Well, at least in California, when the people in California are like, wow. <laughs> I think we better escape to Mexico City. <laughs> yeah. That sounds that sounds really good right now. Uh, so the L.A. Times reported earlier this week that uh, Mexican locals are fed up with the growing number of Americans uh, moving to and visiting the country, which has contributed to a rise in rent and a shift from Spanish to English in some places. Uh, <laughs> there are a bunch of flyers mm -hmm. around Mexico City that say new to the city, working remotely. You're a effing plague and the locals <laughs> effing hate you. Leave. <laughs> I love it. I, I'm thinking about moving to Mexico, honestly. I, I wish, mean, can we do that yeah, when they come here? It's yeah. a nice, nice say. Plus, I don't know if you saw like El Chapo's ex-wife. I mean, they've got some attractive women. And down she was there. ride or die. She yeah. said that she had no idea. She had no any, idea. Any, it's like, it's any like nefarious business dealings. <laughs> yeah, Mexican women are crazy, but at the same time, they're loyal too. Like you look True. at that and you're going, wow. I mean, you get the psycho loyalty scale. So hot and loyal, but insane. I don't know, but if you're into that kind of stuff, then go down there. And also, like Mexico City is actually really beautiful. I don't know if people know it this, is beautiful, but yeah. it's a it's it's not like the North that's so controlled by cartels. Mexico City is where cartels launder their money and where like things are invested and where things move. But they're not like it's not a, what you would think this chaotic place. Like Chicago's probably just as dangerous or more dangerous. Like to, in some ways, like if you just go in the nice areas and the mm -hmm. architecture, everything is amazing. And so it's kind of funny though. That it's like our inflation, our housing crisis is hitting Mexico. And, it's kind of yeah. comical. You gotta yeah. laugh. And the last thing, insulin is seven dollars in Mexico, and you know, one hundred and seventy dollars in America. So and maybe fentanyl doesn't require a prescription. Yeah, maybe Mexico <laughs> isn't that dumb or bad. It might be a pretty good place. Yeah, yeah. there. I mean, how, think about how horrible it is when uh, there are like one what one point six million Americans who are living in Mexico, and We're a bunch high, of them. Huh? Yeah, and a bunch of them came hmm. during the the pandemic because Mexico eased their restrictions <laughs> more quickly than the United States. Well, at least California. And they're all remote. So it's like, we, yeah. did this, we did this to ourselves. I mean, yeah. and yeah. it's also in the same time zone. So, I mean, you're not really going to have a very big problem. I don't think it's Are you moving to Mexico? Thing. Yeah, I'm moving to Mexico yeah, in this conversation. Like, I'm going to be the first Blaze correspondent from Mexico. Are you, guys, are, you making, are you making money off of, like, sell, selling people on the idea of moving to Mexico? I'm, yeah, yeah well, Mexico tourism yeah, industry. Yeah, life is getting yeah. a cut. Well, it's just, I mean, I, come on. I mean, I still can't get over that El Chapo's ex-wife, like, was like, I had no idea he was well, doing drugs. She might have to say that, too, because she doesn't want to end up, you know, hanging from a bridge. No, she's just, she's ride or die. That's how okay, we're Okay, yeah, I agree That's with how that, actually, yeah. Um, all right, we've got more to come. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Sweatblock. So sweating is gross. Nobody likes to talk about it, especially if you are someone who maybe sweats profusely, which I get it. Like, you Me. can't control it. Is that you? Yeah, you get, like, the pit always, stains. Yeah, well, I got Botox. Sweat. I got Botox injured from my armpits. Yeah, no. so get Sweatblocks. Yeah, I can't, I can't smell or taste anything either, so it's really bad. I'm kidding. Oh, no. I was like, that's not a, that's <laughs> not know, a no sweat block. Tell me why I need it. Okay, okay but yeah, no, I'm glad block? that you said that because some people, like, it's just a problem. But so sweat block is where it's at because they have the, the regular deodorant, which you can use. That's fine. But they have these antiperspirant wipes that work for up to seven days per use. And I'm telling you, Alex, listen, my husband has tested it. 
and it really works. And we live in Texas where it's 10 billion degrees out. Yes. And those antiperspirant wipes are where it's at. You got to get them. Plus, you get the dry shirt guarantee. If Sweatblock does not keep you dry, you will get your money back. So you have nothing to lose. Okay. Uh, it works amazingly. I told you we're here in Texas. It's 10 million degrees and it works for us. It can work for you. Try it risk-free today. Save 20% with promo code NEWS at Sweatblock.com. If you don't want to be embarrassed by your sweat anymore, Sweatblock.com, promo code NEWS. Twitter warned yesterday that governments around the globe are asking the company to remove content or snoop on uh, private details of user accounts at an alarming rate. They said that they fielded a record number of legal demands, about 60,000 legal demands during a six-month period last year from either local, state, or national governments that wanted Twitter to either remove content from accounts or reveal confidential information, uh, DMs, user locations, things like that. The, The U.S makes up the majority of demands for demands oh, for account information. Mm-hmm. You guys are I wonder, shocked. Wow. Are you shocked? Yeah. Uh, accounting for January 6th commission. 20% of the requests. <laughs> India followed closely behind and Twitter says it complied with about 40% of all of the asks. And uh, by the way, Meta, which is Facebook and Instagram now, also reported an increase in government asks for private user data. Um, so I want to, I want to kind of uh, combine that with the story that I read at the Washington Free Beacon, which is that, it, look, I, you're, this is going to be one of those things that you're like, yeah, we already knew this. This isn't news. Water's wet. Right. Yeah. But it's like, okay, well, now we have verification anyway that the CDC coordinated with uh, social media companies and Google to censor users who expressed skepticism or criticism of, of course, COVID-19 vaccines, which Alex will tell you. Is safe and effective. And my FBI agent is listening. I just want to say, Gary, congratulations on your baby. Thank you so much for monitoring me and keeping me in line. I really appreciate everything you do at the FBI and CIA. Thank you. It's a, Well, that was a really, that was nicer. I, mostly I just use words that go in that jar when I talk to my uh, FBI agents. <laughs> but, I, but I also do want to point out the reason why this is so critical and to understand and to point this out is I saw a comment that was like, yeah, let's point out the hypocrisy and show the corruption and make the the bad guys change their mind. And I go, well, you're getting confused. We don't do this so the government becomes less corrupt or that people, bad guys, change their mind. It's to red pill the people who are asleep, who just are not aware of what's going on to create a greater resistance. Like, that's what this is about. Like, hey, do you know this? And I remember, like, I remember when I was reading that after January 6th, when when I apparently found out I'm still under, I mean, like, not only under investigation for the wiretapping, but for being in Nancy Pelosi's (laughs) office, I, uh, it was like, it was like immediately uh, the FBI was like, oh, we're also getting, we need the records from everyone that's on this investigatory list from Bank of America. We need their banking records and we need their DMs from Facebook. And I'm like on the list and I'm going, okay. And then then uh, Facebook, yeah, Meta, back then it was Facebook. And then Bank of America were like, yeah, we complied and we handed over everything to the, they the told government. You that? No, they publicly oh, said okay. this, that like they complied wow. with the investigations. This was like a public statement. Yeah. They handed over DMs and that's when I moved to Signal and stopped using Facebook entirely. Thank you for, for sending my DMs. I'm sure my... My genitals look nice. I hope you enjoy them. Yeah. He's, not, he's Brian. He's not Gary. Yeah. Brian's Brian. Brian. Brian's looking at my DMs with my wife. I don't know. But I'm just saying, like, they like they went in there, and it's like, but what's the point? Like, when the government is intruding, like, to this degree, that's just for political targeting. Like, they yeah, want to okay, invade your privacy to target you for persecution. Because if it was any other type of non, like, like, um, like normal legal case where you did something actually wrong that was penalized that you knew you were doing wrong, they wouldn't need to go through these requests. They would just take you to trial, mm-hmm. create charges, and then you would find out in your trial 
what needs to be accessed, what wasn't connected to the crime. But if they don't tell you about what crime it was, you probably did not commit a crime, you probably just went against the regime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I want to say this too, because we know on social media that free speech doesn't exist, but one of the few places it still does, and the reason why I'm sitting here today is in these public meetings, in these town halls, in these, well, school board meetings, not so much. Uh, but it's funny, it's like that's the only place we can actually speak freely is in public. And if you go on the internet, you literally cannot speak freely. So people don't realize that now. Yeah, I give, mean, me, a, give me a few uh, green tea shots and you'll hear me speak pretty, pretty freely. But free speech <laughs> does not exist on these platforms. So it's like, if you think that they're not snooping on you too. I mean, you have no rights. Yeah, we. I mean, and we've known that for a while. Um, but it is just really sad because, again, there were so many people who got spied on uh, by the government, mm-hmm. uh, who had all of their posts censored, potentially kicked off, banned from these public platforms, and everything that they were saying was like, right. Six Alex Berenson, he got. He sued. Yeah. He sued. Yeah. It was like, and won. But we don't know. Well, they, they, I had a, they, say, had a, they had to seal the the, right. the case. It was He's like an back agreement. on Twitter anyway. Yeah. Sudden adult death syndrome has nothing to do with. It's just. It's just, people are just getting heart attacks as the weather's warmer. That's it. That's the only reason. Yeah, actually, I saw this too. That climate change is actually fueling causing it. Yes, racism that's too. Yeah, it's so it's, it's like it's climate like, change. It, maybe maybe climate change, the sudden adult, adult death syndrome, is a punishment for racism that the climate's fixing. I agree. It's like, what if it's just racists that are dying? I, wish be, that I hope so. I hope I the climate's killing the racists yeah. to protect the vaccines. The vaccine is safe and effective, and yeah. it's the best thing ever. And no, I'm, I'm yeah, like, now, the, oh, yeah. And, and on a serious <laughs> vaccine, though, is, is that the new fourth booster rollout is uh, they're planning on September, so make sure to sign up, cvs.com. <laughs> I signed up. I'm, good, I might good. make the switch. I was looking more. I'm a Walgreens guy. So, right. so speaking of uh, all of the <laughs> greatest oh, vaccine on. ever, uh, oh, the Biden man. administration apparently spent more than twenty-five thousand uh, dollars and authorized the use of tens of thousands of dollars more on media training for CDC Director Rochelle Walensky, and she still sucks. Yeah, she sucks. That's what makes me mad about this. I'm like, I'm okay with the administration spending money on media training for someone who's gonna go out talking to people, but she should be better than that. Hire actors. They need to hire me. I would be the best at it. I'd be like, it's so safe and effective. Please get it. It's signed up at <laughs> I mean, CBS. you basically just That's did what that. I'm saying. I'm so good at it. <laughs> Walensky, hire me. I will get everybody vaccinated. And if they're not vaccinated, yeah, that's all, I'm not gonna say anything. David Hogg needs a new job. Yeah, you're going to... Re-education camps? And you know, it's funny. We talk about, you know, the (laughs) Japanese internment camps that America had. You know, not such a bad idea when it comes to the unvaxxed. I'm just saying. Okay, but you're joking. They've literally made this point before, and they're not joking. They they created camps in Australia. I do want to remind people that... Not only you got they, free food there and free internet. <laughs> yeah, but you so can step off bad. your balcony. Like, that was so crazy. Who they were called like quarantine, like health camps, and you're like, this is, sounds awful familiar. And they spent like hundreds of millions of dollars on these camps, and it's kind you of crazy. You get 45 minutes to walk around the yard. Yeah, but like, it was it was crazy. Like like even even if you were vaccinated, that's when you knew it was bunk. Like yeah. even if you were vaccinated, you still had to go into quarantine, and then you had to pay for your quarantine, and then you weren't allowed to see anyone. And it was like. And now we're walking around and Biden has, you know, gets COVID and he's like, you know, he's eating a meal and he's using the restroom. <laughs> Excuse and he, me, he cleaned his plate. He cleaned his plate. Okay. And then he he's back it. out in five days. Like, <laughs> meaning these people can't keep up with their own BS. Like, and, and it's so, it's, The science it's is constantly changing, Eliza. Please, the science is changing. That's how science works. Okay, you say that. <laughs> but you say that, but... Version 52, it's like <laughs> it's a new textbook every week. You say that, but they are working on, they say, 
another vaccine to address the variants. Are it, people going to take it? Yeah, yeah, because the BA.5 variant is a little different. And so now the new science is changing constantly, Sarah. So that's why we're constantly do whatever Dr. I, Fauci says. <laughs> BA.5? I'm saying are people <laughs> actually going to still take this? It's only like, they have degrees now. It's but, graduated uh, from 19. Okay. It's COVID-19, now it's COVID-23. Okay, graduated. I keep on going from serious to real, but Sarah, we forget that people <laughs> like this. People love this. People like, like, I, I've been flying a lot lately. I mean, it's not half, but a quarter of the people still have their mask no. on. Yes, I mean, there's people, they do. That, there's people that oh. still like it. As a matter of fact, Misery Loves Company, people like want it to keep going. There's a, there's a contingency of people that are sad that COVID is like not on the forefront and now they're switching to climate uh, change. You know, I want to say two points to that. One is real and one you have to guess if I'm being real. Oh, God. Number one, it is true that when you have a country where you lose your identity, that you need something to identify with. And people identify with victimization and also yep. with fear. And so when yeah. there is a project that you can have this, you can for once, right? You're not a part of a church, you're not a part of a company, but you can feel this global unified effort to finally fight something that's evil, right? It becomes a new religion. And so you feel that void and it's like, well, I, I need to not leave my home. I know what I'm doing. I don't see people. People are telling me what to do. I'm waiting for my money because I'm being told what to do because I don't have my own identity. That's the other side. And people don't know how to give that up. Secondly, I do want to say it is weird that back in 2014, an article came out that said that there was a rise in painful sexual kinks in America. Dominatrixes were becoming increasingly popular and people like to be bent over and spanked and hurt. And I think that's weird as the rise is Americans mm -hmm. desire and their love to be to be hurt and finding pleasure from pain suddenly aligned with their love for the lockdowns, the masks, and the being fired and laid off from their jobs and never seeing their loved ones as they died in hospitals. I just don't know. Maybe our pleasure and pain tolerance is increasing. And mm -hmm. so I'd, what I'd like to do is study NIH. We can need Biden. That's where we'll get our money. We need $500,000 to study the, the, the correlation between the rise in pain kinks and enjoying the lockdowns after it's ended. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor. Real. This is new sponsor of the program, Nugenics. So uh, you men out there, if you feel like maybe you can't get in shape anymore, uh, it's not your fault, maybe. As men age, their bodies naturally lose free testosterone, which is obviously the man hormone. It can happen to every man, and it can make it more difficult to stay in shape, be energetic and active. So if you want more energy to counter the negative physical effects of aging, which we all have to go through, I'm sorry to tell you, we're all aging. Nugenics Total T Testosterone Booster with Testofen will help you turn back the clock, re-energize your workouts, get you better results at the gym, and help you look and feel like the man you really want to be. They boost free testosterone that the aging process robs, so you're going to feel stronger, leaner, with more energy and drive. Nugenics is going to give you the same clinical potency levels used in the trials, and Nugenics's formulation is backed by 10 years of science and research. You can get a complimentary bottle of Nugenics Total T when you text MATTERS to 231-231. You can text now and get a bottle of Nugenics Thermo. This is their most powerful fat incinerator ever. They've got key ingredients to help you get back in shape fast. Absolutely free. You gotta text MATTERS, that's the word MATTERS, to 231-231. Well, we were discussing all of the ways that uh, the government uh, worked in conjunction with social media companies to combat medical misinformation. It appears that they are trying to do it again. Earlier this week, the World Health Organization called on big tech to help combat misinformation, not about COVID-19. Of course, this time it is about the big, the bad monkeypox watch. The stigma and discrimination can be as dangerous as any virus and can fuel the outbreak. 
As we have seen with COVID-19, misinformation and disinformation can spread rapidly online. So we call on all social media platforms, tech companies, and news organizations to work with us to prevent and counter harmful information. So, um, you know, it's interesting. San Francisco just declared a state of emergency <laughs> over monkeypox. And um, I was watching a viral clip uh, of some guests on Fox News. And uh, Ned Ryan was trying mm -hmm. to explain that there is data that's just come out from a, a, a medicine journal. Uh, mm -hmm. I, forget, I think it's New England. Um, saying that the majority, I mean, what, 95, upwards of 95%. There was a statistic I saw that was like 98% of cases of these monkeypox cases are in gay men. No, um, gay, it's like almost 100% are gay or this new phrase, gay adjacent. Which so is like somebody who's gay. been in close physical contact oh. with, no, and also, because then they remember, they also have the new phrase, the men who have sex with men. Right. As in, uh, what's his name said from, from, uh, one of our shows, as in people in prison. <laughs> well, guys, we do need to draw. I mean, this. I think that's just gay. like if you're a man having sex with other men, you're hey, just gay. Jaquil and Traquan, you know, no, in prison, they're just they're just, they're just not, not necessarily, yeah. Because if you're in the mafia and you go to jail, you can uh, do that, and you're not gay. And second of all, as a person that goes to a lot of orgies, I don't like the negative stigma that this is bringing. This is making it hard for me to get invited. This is making it hard for me to find multiple sexual partners uh, to vibe with. So yeah, I would like it if uh, big tech would crack down on the stigma because. You know, make America orgy-friendly again, is what I said. So, I know. I was going to say, I feel really bad for him. He told me he had to reduce his sexual partners from 52 down to something small like 16 to 20. And I'm I know. Like, oh, no. <laughs> and I, I mean, how much and you have to have a, at separate times. So just the time commitment now, you can't have, like, he could just knock them out. Like, two days, Friday, Saturday, 20, 32. Boom. Done. Now he's got to, like, he's got to schedule things. His sex life is taking I'm over. I'm saran wrapping my whole body. I can't breathe. It's terrible. He's wearing I, a mask I miss, I miss the good old days. You could just go to an orgy, have fun, and not have to worry about anything. But thanks a lot, uh, social media. No, you can. I don't know if you saw I'm just that. Bang that my no, head on in my San Francisco, <laughs> they're having their kink um, orgy festivals. I'm not, this is not a joke because they have these that are coming up over the next couple months. And they did just want to let people know that, yes, with a disease that has the same survival rate as COVID, with COVID, though, you could not see, go to your mom's funeral, and right. you couldn't go to church. Right. But right. with the same level of deadliness, they do want to let you know that at your gay orgy festivals, we have sexual contact with up to 30 or more people, and also drink gallons of urine, which I found out is a thing people do. Um, you should also just take caution to maybe slightly reduce or question your contact. Saran wrap not included. So, yeah, you so, can still teach your elementary class. So I do, I do yeah, want to then... Share pictures with your, with your sixth grade class. <laughs> ah, so. I do want to um, get into... So obviously they're declaring a state of emergency because uh, they want to get reimbursed by state and federal governments. But my thing is like, this isn't COVID where you accidentally got it breathing at the grocery store. Like... That's that's what that's what he told his girlfriend. Well, though. there's orgies. At, <laughs> there's like, or, there's orgies at grocery stores after they close. Yeah, I, so but I'm just saying, like, the do, do they really deserve money? Like, should should yes. we be paying because people? If Ukraine deserves money, then, then they do. It's not a sexual transmitted disease. I'm so mad of the right-wing media. First of all, <laughs> it's just totally random, and it's just, you know, if you're gay adjacent, you have some gay friends, you get it, okay? That's why. So, yes, we need more funding. We don't have enough federal funding for Monkeybox. This needs to be the—this is probably the biggest crisis that's facing our country right now, and I think that we should allocate most of our resources towards combating it. You know, Alex, you're absolutely correct. You know, I understand that— uh, 
recently they were talking about the uptick in crime could be related to hooded gentlemen. And I realized that, you know, if hoodies are attacking people around the country and causing crime rates to increase, I wanted to look at closer at what might be causing monkeypox since it wasn't the gay it wasn't the gay male community. And I did notice that around a lot of these people who have it, there's rainbow flags. And I would <laughs> like further request for investigation to find out if the flags have something to do with the disease. Well, um, I, Alex, you mentioned that uh, there's a new nickname for monkeypox, which I won't personally say, but you Schlong COVID, my dad said it, Tucker. And it's a great name, Schlong COVID. Everybody likes it, Schlong's a friendly word. I think it's, uh, I think that's YouTube friendly. It means bratwurst, well, it's a hot dog. Yeah. The, Who doesn't the, like hot dogs? The top public health official at, at, in New York City actually did ask the World Health Organization to rename monkeypox because of its- Into ooh, ooh, ouch, ouch. That's he what said, I heard. He said, uh, they ha NYC joins many public health experts and community leaders who have expressed their serious concern about continuing to exclusively use the term monkeypox, given the stigma it may engender and the painful and racist history within which terminology like this is rooted for communities of color. Well, I hate, I hate to always be the contrarian, but I think we should keep it monkeypox like chickenpox. Everybody should get monkeypox once, you know, like everybody says you get chickenpox because once you get it, you never it's get it. It's a rite of passage. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. We have we have monkeypox parties and yeah. then, you know, everybody gets it. And then you never I think get that's it literally how they're getting it, actually. <laughs> we'll just start calling them monkeypox parties to be more kid friendly. But uh, yeah, you go hang around and play with a lot of your friends when you're a kid. You get chickenpox. You grow up. You play with a lot more of your friends in a much more adult way, you get monkeypox. So it says you have a point. I mean, he's a doctor, he's a poet, he's an author. He? What doesn't he do? Well, I mean, not in this country, but yeah, in Guadalajara, I am a doctor. <laughs> yeah, I'm a medical doctor. Uh, I So correct me if I'm wrong, the person who just automatically assumes that the term monkeypox would be associated with black people's a little racist. A little racist, that right? Like maybe racist. the person who assumes that is the racist. There's always a saying, and I mean this genuinely, because it's like, if you say that I am obese, I'm not offended because I'm not obese. But if you're claiming that black people would get offended by being called monkeys, then you are literally you are literally equating somebody's like facial right. phenotype to a monkey, which to me was like, I don't think you're achieving the goal that you wanted to. I think, once again, you're kind of the one reinforcing racial stereotypes. Yeah, like maybe you guys are projecting. Well, a little. Yeah. This has been a totally pendulum episode for me because I'm going from joking <laughs> to serious, but then they call it monkeypox, and I'll be honest, you know, they're really connecting it with the stigma of AIDS, which they say started with monkeys. So it's almost like they're mocking us too. You know, it mm. seems like Who's somebody. Us? I mean, everybody's getting mocked. Monkeypox. Why even? Why was it ever called monkeypox in the first place? To be fair, it's like you know that's almost like they're trolling us. Well, <laughs> it was, I, I think it's when that's is it, it from Africa? It, so the disease was first reported in 1958 by researchers using monkeys in research, and the first human case was in 1970. Can we, we just can we just why is it always that we research the disease before it gets to humans? Like are we inventing <laughs> yeah, these? It's always in a lab. It's always like hey, we were looking at gain of function <laughs> research uh, viruses, <laughs> and then now there's like a bunch of them out there. And I just want to know, you know, why even with SARS, with bird flu, with these things, why they come in waves mm -hmm. and then why there's always research that's happening in a wave. It's like research wave. And then there's all of our and then virus first, wave. let's just call it, let's call it not really conspiracy theories, please. I don't know. Conspiracies allowed on this <laughs> not in this. We're not in a castle. We're yeah, at a table. I'm yeah. sorry. This is a round table. It's a this little is, castle like. I, okay. So we've got to, uh, we got to take a quick break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bank on Yourself. These guys are really cool. You got to check them out. Uh, if you're looking at your 401k or your IRA account balance, 
honestly probably don't look at it because it's really mm -hmm. depressing these days. Uh, you know, you're hearing all of these people, we're talking about a recession. People are like, there's no hope you're gonna lose your money. That's not true. The truth is you can build a financial bunker that grows and protects your money during even the scariest of economic times. Yes, even under Joe Biden. This is a, a retirement plan by Bank on Yourself. Uh, it's a retirement plan alternative that lets you escape the financial carnage. And it's never had a losing year in over 160 years. Think about all of the financial calamities that have happened in 160 years. This has never had a losing year. So whether you've been investing for years or just starting out, now is the time to bank on yourself. They will let you reach your financial goals and dreams without taking any unnecessary risks. And the strategy also lets you take a tax-free retirement income, which protects you from, of course, all of the taxes that the left wants to impose on you. Uh, you are going to control the money in your plan, not the government, which is completely unlike 401ks or IRAs. You guys, you really have to go there and understand how it all works. I went through the entire process with them, and I was amazed at what they were able to do. You got to go to bankonyourself.com slash matters. That is bankonyourself.com slash matters. Good news, guys. The Fayetteville Public Library in Arkansas is hosting a back-to-school dance for middle and high school students, um, which you are probably thinking, like, oh, that's kind of cute, I guess, uh, as long as it's age-appropriate. Well, students are going to get to enjoy a drag show, uh, pick out clothing from the transition closet, and will be equipped with gender support systems. Uh, one of the signs, one of the, the website says the school year is almost here and we're sending off summer with the biggest bash under the rainbow. The equality crew uh, of Northwest creates safe spaces for LGBTQ plus youth to have fun being their true selves, um, which is um, it's always good when you see like your tax money going to pay for uh, middle schoolers to be indoctrinated. <laughs> He's happy about this. Well, okay, this is my point. I'm such a contrarian, <laughs> but this is why I actually respect drag queens because at least drag queens, they just do it temporarily. They dress in drag. They put on the, all the accoutrement, but they don't pretend to be a woman 24-7, right? They realize they go back to reality. The problem is now they're convincing young children to be trans for their whole life. Mm -hmm. So what I'm saying is I almost re I almost respect the drag queen for playing make-believe temporarily, <laughs> I see her face, than the people that are giving the gender real you know, reassignment surgery or hormone therapy that changes their life, that alters their life for eternity. So, what uh, about the drag queens who are performing for the children who will be it's indoctrinated called art. into the That's agenda. called art, mm -hmm. and people don't understand that on the right side. Is that a man wearing a thong dressed as uh, Tina Turner? That's artistic, and that's probably some of the best art we've ever created as Americans. True. That is why they kept the strip clubs open and closed the churches because exactly. the true religion of America is sex, mm -hmm. and uh, we've abandoned God. So they worship the pole but not the one who created the poll. I know, it is really bad, honestly, that they're doing this at these schools. It's so weird that they're getting these young kids at this young of an age, and it's obviously not some sort of accident. But at the same time, and I'm not defending uh, you know, one bit, it's like, how do we stop this? It seems like it's just getting more and more and more. You know, is it like... Uh, I have ideas, they're illegal, but I also will say that the way, the way that you could stop this if we were a serious country would be obvious criminalizing things that are sexualizing to children. I mean, it's like, it's crazy because it's, if you go to a park and you pull your balls out and show them to a kid, you go to jail right. for, for, mm -hmm. for exposing right. yourself to minors. Right. But if you do that at a library that parents bring their kids to, you get celebrated, and if you protest that, then you get slapped with hate crime charges. Mm -hmm. So it's like a very weird thing that you can sexualize kids as long as it's in a public library and I'm like that, make I want to get back to where like 
the library was a place you didn't want to go because you didn't want to do something boring like read books. <laughs> Not because you didn't want to see a 42-year-old man's pubic hair sticking out of his leotard, waving his dildo in your face at eight years old, which is what they were doing. I don't know if you've seen that. Like one of the stickies, the one that was like fully naked with uh -huh. stickies on, and you're going, I just do not understand a parent, and I'm not a parent right now, but I would think, like, if I had a kid, I would want to save that kid from the evil of the world. And if I had to think of, like, some way to adjust my child to learning about the true evilness of the world, it wouldn't start with putting them in an adult-themed striptease show with mentally ill people. Yeah, and you're right. And you made a good point, too. When the people that go and protest it, the people that are protesting are the evil ones, you know, in the yeah. media. It's like, they're the worst yeah. ones. It's like, you should be able to kind of understand their viewpoint a little bit. Don't but. be a fascist. Fascists are against grooming children. You're like, you are, once again, this is the monkey black thing. You're yeah, not helping you're, your case yeah. by saying the fascists are the ones fighting against well, and, evil. And this is my not last point. Case. is All the people that got mad at me for sexualizing AOC all believe <laughs> that drag queen story time is perfectly fine. That's so actually a great it's point. It's kind of like, mm. That's a great point. Mm. Um, you, well, you mentioned like what can be done, but yeah. I mean, Ron DeSantis is... He's he's full. He's, he's, He's doing but, things. But they filed a complaint against uh, a bar that just did it. You no, know, you're 100 percent right. But did you see in New York? I think they spent nearly a million dollars on. It's like seven hundred thousand oh. dollars. Yes, on, on drag queen story time. On now. drag queen story time. So it's like uh, in these liberal Jeez. places, there we're just it's these teacher unions. Did you see the the head of the biggest teacher union? I think she makes like fourteen million dollars a year or something ridiculous. Like if you have one person that's the top of the pyramid, they can basically make this happen all over. And that, unless we stop it at the top. It's going to continue to happen. It's suddenly. just sad. Like, I get that this is a college town in Fayetteville, but it's still Arkansas. It's like, how is this stuff well, happening? You, you in know, these... they have a Baphomet statue, a satanic statue at their uh, House of Representatives. Google Baphomet in Arkansas. Yeah. And Arkansas, the Iran-Contra, uh, Barry Seal, there's a movie about it, flying in cocaine from Nicaragua. We are giving them guns all through Mena, yeah. Arkansas. So Arkansas is not yeah, some little hunky-dory place. Well, I know, yeah. but I mean, it, I... You think that people would, would be conservative? Would be no, they're right. but they're not in these. You have to realize when you go to a lot of these states. So in the flyover states that the that the liberals think, and this is shocking to me, being one of those snooty, lame uh, liberal city folk, was that when you go to other states in their main city, like if you go to like Tulsa or you go to these places, they're actually very liberal. Like just these these central cities, and they're not much different. Maybe closer to being like a college town, just yeah. not as like many like uh, corporate places, but realistically, the city centers are just liberals, liberal places, where if you're liberal, that's the only place you can live in the state. So they go there, like Salt Lake City is super liberal. Also, my poll just ended that my question to the public, will you be avoiding gay orgies this weekend? And officially 3,867 votes are in. 81% said yes. 19% said no. no. Good for us, 19%. So we have about 700 people that will be uh, perhaps Perhaps, if only they're carrying flags, spreading monkeypox. Thank you for the uh, other, whatever, 2,300 that have sure. chosen not to. Well, I don't think tax Did you tax vote no on that? Go to that? I think more tax money should <laughs> oh go to it. Oh, my gosh. Uh, all right, we've got more to come. But I want to remind you guys, if you haven't picked up your really cool blaze socks, make sure to do that. Uh, we had the Let's Go Brandon socks. They were a huge hit. They're very soft. Wait, I need socks. Great. I don't have any socks. Wait, blaze? I need some socks. I'm gonna, I'll hook you up. Oh I'll, get, I'll get you some socks. Okay, look, look, I'm look, because I can go to blazesocks.com. I can use promo code Sarah Socks, and then we can pick out, there's like a Klaus Schwab one. Sarah Socks, not Sarah Sucks. Right, Sarah Sucks. Well, duh. <laughs> Why would anyone she say rocks. Sarah Sucks? Okay, Sarah that, yeah. Socks. It should have been Sarah Rocks. Yes, I agree. Um, there's a Ron DeSantis one. There's a, a Ultra MAGA one. They've got all sorts of stuff. So make sure that you go to blazesocks.com, promo code Sarah Socks to get some savings. That is blazesocks.com. Are there any Hunter Biden socks? <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs>
a Texas private school. I, I got to tell you guys this. I only got a couple minutes left, but I was... You people think that these things are not happening in Texas in private schools, that they're not indoctrinating your children, and they are. This is St. Andrew's Episcopal School in Texas is facing backlash from parents for introducing concepts in critical race theory and gender ideology to their children. This is in Austin, and uh, there is a lesson plan that one of the teachers turned in that shows they show they're teaching kindergartners that whites make it harder for black people and whites boss people of color around. Uh, children at that school are also taught that New York has more freedom to vote than in Texas. <laughs> Let me just tell you how much people are paying to have their children indoctrinated at an Episcopal school. $26,870 a year is the tuition for freaking kindergarten. Wow, that's way more than a lot of colleges. So Whoa. that your probably white children can be taught that they are racist and uh, make it harder for black people. So that's great. It's really great. It's kind of like I'm happy what happens to the people that get their fourth and fifth booster. I'm happy that those people are spending all their money at that school, honestly. I don't care. Well, what's concerning <laughs> to me is like how many of them even know that this is going on? Because I think that there are a lot of people who they like they think that they're it's an Episcopal school, right? So we can just send our kids there and they're going to learn all the things and they don't pay attention. Yeah, I just, uh, nowhere is safe anymore. Nothing is sacred. You don't trust any institution and this don't trust If you can't go to a 30-person orgy, where can you go? <laughs> All right, True. thanks, guys. Whew, this was a tough one, but I survived. Uh, <laughs> Alex Tyne, I'm going to try to get monkeypox this weekend, and you should too. <laughs> no, don't do that, please. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.